0: Hello everyone and welcome back to episode 98 of Knowing Wheel and yes, we're finally here with our 2023 preview shows I'm joined as always by Jamie183 How how are we feeling mate? We're I'm finally I'm getting towards good. the season
1: It feels like a long time coming We've waffled an awful lot over the winter but we're finally here for 2023 so it's going to be exciting We've got a few cars to go over and uh, yeah, we're getting into the season already which is going to come around very, very fast
0: Yes, yeah, exactly. So, basically, we've kind of decided we're going to combine the livery reactions to a pre-season sort of preview show. So, Haas, Williams and Red Bull this week are going to be sort of the points of discussion. We've got a few different sort of topics we want to talk about for each team. And, of course, yeah, Then next week, I think, is the bumper episode of four teams uh, before the final three, uh, just before the Bahrain Grand Prix in a few weeks' time. But quickly, before we get into that... You guys have been asking for it. Finally, we can confirm we are now on Apple Podcasts. I'm not going to lie, it's been a nightmare. (laughs) As someone who doesn't use an iPhone or Apple products ever... It has taken me a fair old time to finally get the show uh, on Apple Podcasts. So, you know, if you're watching this on YouTube or you listen on Spotify and you prefer to use Apple, uh, there will be links down in the description below. uh, You can go check it out over there. Of course, make sure you give us a follow or I think it's subscribe over on Apple. I'm still trying to learn the lingo and everything like that. But, yeah, we've got it all set up now. If there's any other platforms you want us to host this on as well, let me know uh, down in the comments below and I'll try and see what I can do. But, Jamie, looking towards it then, of course... Last Tuesday, wasn't it? In fact, before the last show came out, yes, it was. Has unveiled their 2023 livery in the classic the...
1: show timing. Uh, something major happened between the point of recording and the point of the show coming out. So, uh, to be
0: fair, we did know this <laughs> yeah, one, yeah,
1: we did see it coming. Um, but the Haas did indeed come out on Tuesday, and it was slightly underwhelming, all on the most part. It kind of, yeah, we kind of hype up livery reveals, but then they're always, especially like the Haas and the the Red Bull etc they're all just on either on models or they're on last year's cars, so you can't really look too much into it until we get into testing and into the uh, first race in Bahrain but I I quite like the livery gonna put it out there straight away I do think it's an improvement on last year
0: quite like the livery. There's a couple of things that annoy me on it, um, but I think for the most part, I mean, I think we've kind of accepted now, haven't we, uh, in modern day Formula 1, that we are pre-season, like, obviously, it is just livery revealed nowadays, rather than car reveals anymore. Um, So I think obviously now we're kind of just expecting that in the future but of course you know Haas they've got their new title sponsor and MoneyGram are uh, ready for 2023 so it has actually uh, a little bit of foreshadowing unlike the other two teams we're going to discuss there is actually a bit of a change up on their livery at least but uh, yeah I quite like it the one thing Jamie that really really annoys me about this 2023 livery on the Haas is the fact that the MoneyGram logos on the engine cover because MoneyGram refused to have their logo mirrored on one side mm. just looks like it's spinning around in a yeah. circle which is rather annoying
1: the top down is a tribute to the former driver Nikki Mazepin so yes uh, yeah. which I've completely stolen that from Reddit so thank you very much for that um, but yes it, the MoneyGram logo it's a bit big and bulky for me uh, I'm also it's just a bit weird that Palm Angels is on the side as well <laughs> um, but in terms of what the designers of delivery can do obviously they're a bit uh, they're a bit limited by the sponsorship obligations but in terms of everything they can control i think they've done a good job and i do quite like the predominantly black it looks like a house but it looks like a a nicer has than it was last year
0: yes yeah and i think to be honest i mean a lot of people have been saying this is their second best livery behind the uh rich energy one nah. i reckon it might be better
1: i don't like that one i mean i got bad memories of racing with you for a season of aor in that has. So in the, the did we? Yeah, yeah. Don't you remember?
0: Oh, F three. Yes, <laughs> I do remember. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. I yeah. d- honestly couldn't remember that we were in the Hass. Yeah, terrible, honest. terrible livery.
1: But um, nah, fair enough. Nah, this one I do prefer. I much prefer this one. To be fair. Um, so are we
0: saying it then, best Haas livery.
1: Uh, I'm a fan of the 2017 with the shark fin. To be fair.
0: Yeah, I quite like the 2016 car as well. To be completely
1: honest, the original. Yeah, I mean, I I would have to go and look at them, but it's certainly up there. I would say.
0: So at a ten, then Jamie, we're going to be trying to keep a ranking board of deliveries ready for 2023. Mm. Now, I feel like again, some of these are going to get quite skewed because I feel like we're going to rank cars that haven't really changed lower. But we'll we'll start it out at a ten, Jamie. What are we rating the Haskell?
1: See See, this time last year, I just gave everything a 6 or an 8. Basically. Depending on if no. I liked it or I didn't like it. So I'm going to give it a
0: 6.5. Okay. I was going to actually rock a 7.5 or an 8, to be mm. completely honest. I don't want to go I'm too high, because I feel
1: like there are going to be ones that I like more, but it's okay. certainly an inoffensive addition to the grid.
0: Yes. Yeah. And I mean, looking, obviously, towards 2023 there for Haas, like we said, you know, this is meant to be a bit of a season tribute, uh, preview show, even. Sorry, I should say. It's not started yet. show, yeah, exactly. Um, Obviously, 2022 was kind of make or break, wasn't it, for Haas? I know we discussed this Mm -hmm. prior to last year, and we sort of said, you know, if that card didn't live up to the expectation and they were still right towards the back, then it was probably down and out for Haas. They didn't do amazingly well last year. Eighth place overall, wasn't it, uh, in the Constructors come the end of the campaign, However, it felt like there were a lot of positive moments. Of course, the most notable probably being that pole position that they (laughs) got uh, in Brazil.
1: Yeah, yeah, insane, to be fair. And just the competitiveness of the car all round. Off the back of 2021, which was a really, really bad year for Haas, they basically admitted they wrote the car off from the first race onwards. They've stabilised the ship. They've got a car last year that was competitive for points on occasion which when you're battling the likes of you know massive car companies like McLaren like effectively Renault through Alpine and Aston Martin you're gonna struggle to get much beyond being competitive for points as an independent to be fair so yeah I think with kind of low expectations that they probably have that is kind of where they're at which I think is fine like they're not a a super team unless they get a super like massive takeover in the future they're always going to be kind of on the periphery of points uh while the likes of alpine mclaren uh aston martin all of those kind of teams are around they're going to struggle without major backing to really progress into them
0: yeah yeah no exactly and i think it's always a bit difficult as well isn't it because i think a lot of people as well thon has one of those weird teams aren't they where we always remember the brilliant results, like Bahrain yeah. and Saudi Arabia. Obviously, Kevin Magnussen was absolutely on it, but we kind of also forget just how many weekends a year that has can be, just completely in the middle of nowhere. Mm. And there were a few, a few occasions last year where they were really down, sort of level with Williams, wasn't yeah. it? Uh, which I'm sure is not what they wanted. But as you mentioned, it was a very good point. They are really, I mean, it's them and Williams now that really are the privateer teams.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and ultimately in F one, the money makes a lot of difference. Obviously you need capable engineers and good like personnel in the team, but money really results in all of those things coming if you manage well. So money
0: makes the world go around.
1: Well, apparently. Especially in Formula One, that's true. Um so yeah, that it is kind of you do kind of have low expectations for these teams like Williams and Haas and like that's why those special moments such as the pole position or the the fifth place in Bahrain they're really special for a team like Haas and Williams and those kind of teams so it is it is a a difficult time for privateers in terms of overall success but you kind of live for those moments like what they had in Brazil last year
0: yes exactly exactly and I think you know as we look towards 2023 though Jamie do we do we think that Haas can go better than last year do we think they can finish above eighth
1: it's kind of who are they beating you're relying on someone above them really dropping off yeah uh if Can i was putting money any on of it
0: those teams dropping off badly i'm
1: not sure like if i was putting money on i'd put them in the same place to be honest in eighth okay.
0: place okay okay i honestly i was going to go one worse i think alpha next year will probably get their act together mm. a bit more well the alpha think...
1: should have been ahead of pass last year based on car pace but they just weren't
0: Yes, exactly. A lot of missed opportunities mm-hmm. for Alfatari as well, wasn't it? So Haas were lucky. Because I think it's weird, isn't it? Ninth would have looked a lot worse than eighth yeah, for Haas yeah. come the end of last year. So I think they were quite lucky uh, that they were to, able to sort of hang on to that come the end of the year. Uh, of course, Haas as well, though, keeping Kevin Magnusson again back for a second year, for a second time. Um, he's now obviously teamed up with Nico Hulkenberg Ready boy, for the 2023 guy, the man, I, should say. I feel like we might have differing Results here but which of these Drivers, I, I don't even know why I'm asking them. Yeah, question, why are you asking? I know what you're going to say <laughs> um, Why do you believe that Nico Hulkenberg Is going to win out in 2023 is probably A more suitable question. I
1: think he Will take a bit, a little bit Of time to get the rust off But he will hit the ground Like mid-season I think he'll just start Smashing it and I think in terms of driver ability i just do think hulkenberg is better than Magnussen, um as a fact uh and we saw as he stepped in in the racing point in 2020 that he was able to really deliver r- very strong results and he was limited a lot by the physical against lance stroll against lance stroll but respect to stroll and disrespect to Magnussen, i would probably rate those two Stroll and Magnussen as similar-ish as ability of le- level drivers so, I do think that Holgerberg will win out this. And if, especially, obviously, he's a bit older now than he was last time he was in full time F1, but he went toe to toe with Ricardo a season after beating Sainz in his last two full seasons. And those two are very, well, at the time, very credible drivers. So, I do think Hogberg will beat out Magnussen over the course of the year.
0: Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think it's going to be very close between them both i think like we said you know magnuson i feel like again the way has just build their cars suits the start of the year uh, obviously just the tracks that are at the start of the campaign so i feel like magnuson might be able to hit the ground running again in 2023 uh he'll build up a little bit of advantage obviously like we said hulk gets the rust off uh but i think that come the end of the year hulk will just sorry magnuson will just about win out uh but it will be very very few points in it but mm. of course Haas i don't think are going to be scoring many points uh, so it'll still be enough, yeah. to get the job done.
1: It's the sort of thing where one major result can really swing it.
0: So. Yes, exactly, exactly. It might sort of completely change the way we sort of view that driver pairing. Mm. Uh, one bold prediction, then, Jamie for Haas in twenty twenty three. I feel like what I've got to
1: as a as a Holgenberg fan for many many years. I've You're got, not gonna say. I've it. got You're to not say, gonna say. I've it. got to say it. Holgerberg on the podium. 2023. Here we go. You
0: reckon the Haas are going to get their first ever podium and it's going to be Hulk's first ever podium.
1: Indeed, I am saying that. And it's probably you are a heart over head. And if I had money, I would not put it on this. But I'm going to say it anyway.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Jamie, you are not as wise as I was. <laughs> this, is, this is meant to be knowing wheel, not yeah, hoping wheel. We can,
1: yeah, hopeful wheel is a new name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think what I sort of think Haas bold prediction will be. I don't I don't see a world where they get another pole, I suppose. Um, I'm trying to think of a bold prediction for Haas. They won't win a race. Not ridiculous. You know what? I'm going to say it. Magnussen's going to get a podium. Fair. Let's let's go with it. Let's go with it. <laughs> so
1: we're both raising our expectations hugely for one of the drivers. Yes.
0: Yeah, exactly. One driver, but it's going to be Magnussen, is going to get a podium in that Haas in 2023. Shall we move down then, Jamie, to the Friday reveal, which did make me chuckle because I didn't bother watching this one. No, I didn't uh, The either. Red Bull reveal. <laughs> of course, has to be mentioned before we get into it, partnership with Ford for 2026. Indeed. What do we make of that?
1: I think this was kind of on the cards for a while. They've, there's been whispers about Ford or certainly a, another major manufacturer wanting to return to F1 in 2026. I think it's good all round really For the sport, for the both companies involved And yeah It's curious though Something to mention uh, they, they announced the engine manufacturers For 2026 And you had Ford, Red Bull Powertrains as a one entry You had Ferrari, Mercedes, Renault As three entries But you still had Honda Which I did think was interesting Because Honestly,
0: mean... I was thinking about this as well I'm really worried I think we're gonna see McLaren go back to them. That would. Be I know this a is just a for discussion the for the other. D- <laughs> I know this is a discussion for another day. I just feel like it's either gonna be so. I think it's gonna be McLaren or Williams.
1: I would I feel pro- I would Williams think it'd be is Tari. the more
0: believable option. No, Red Bull have already made it clear they do not want AlphaTauri using different powertrains still. I don't think they want the sort of a rebirth of. I know it was obviously a very long time ago, but 08, where the yeah. or obviously the Toro Rosso back then was quicker because it had a Ferrari power unit rather than a Renault one. Um, I don't think Red Bull want to do that.
1: Mm. I was thinking more Honda would just buy out AlfaTauri's team and enter.
0: Like, there's still the potential yeah. of that, but there's still just this belief that Red Bull don't really want to give AlfaTauri up just mm. yet.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, but it's one for the future definitely, and we can probably discuss it a bit further down the line. But Honda of three hundred, yeah, Honda still want to be involved in Formula One despite effectively being ghosts now because they're no it's longer. It's so weird. Anyway, yeah, it's very strange.
0: But they, but they're not like n- not part of Formula One. They're back on the Red Bull cars, aren't they? Yeah,
1: yeah. Despite leaving. They're like, oh, actually, Red Bull, now you're winning championships. Can we stay a bit?
0: (laughs) But they'd already, like, they were winning the championship when they said they'd be leaving. It just just doesn't make any sense, like, what sort of goes on over. It's like they're trying to find out F1 information on dial-up or something, and they're getting information six months after everyone else. It just feels so weird. Yeah. But honestly, I don't know why, but there's just a little part of me that believes that what we're going to see, this is kind of like my hypothetical at the moment, is McLaren aren't going to get any closer to the front using Mercedes power units, which is obviously why they left Mercedes power units in the first place. I feel like now they're going to see how Honda have been able to develop an engine that was good enough to win. McLaren, of course, we've seen a huge shift in their culture as well since 2015, and obviously the start of that whole debacle. I feel like they're going to go back to it again. I'm not going to say whether it's going to work out. I mean, it can't work out much worse than last time. But I feel like it might now be the key to bring them back close to the top. Yeah. But that is a discussion for a very a very massive long tangent. Back to Ford. I back think Ford it's generally
1: good, and it's good for F one America as well, getting a big American name. Uh, if Andretti, but we had GM wanting to come in. Yeah. I feel like this was why everyone was so against GM. Mm. I'm not sure, really, but obviously Andretti may or may not happen. We still don't really know, but the fact we've got a definite American presence in the form of Ford, is good for F1.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, there's no real point talking about the livery, is there? Uh, because no. it's exactly <laughs> the same as last year. And it just
1: amuses me that people wasted their time watching the reveal when it yeah. was going to be exactly the same. It always it's was. Like,
0: Red Bull don't change livery. We'll give them a special shout-out, though. It is quite cool uh, that they're allowing fans next year to design liveries for each of the US Grand Prix. I can't see any way that that's not going to work out badly. There's going to be
1: so many parody attempts on twitter and Reddit about that a lot um, a lot yeah we should just make a livery that just has our logo on the side
0: we so. are going to make a <laughs> livery at some point down the line so look forward to that get yourself tuned in for that episode um but i mean obviously red Bull. i mean r- what can we say of course after the dramatic title conclusion in 2021 they absolutely just kicked the ball out of the park, didn't they, in 2022. They looked a little bit shaky at the start of the year, but they quickly stamped out any issues and never really looked back in yeah. most of the second half of the campaign. It felt like towards the end, they they started to come under a little bit of pressure from both Ferrari and Mercedes, but it certainly wasn't consistent. Yeah, Surely this year, anything less than another championship double is a disappointment. But yes. we have got the penalty for the budget cap.
1: Yeah, that'll be the challenge. The big thing for Red Bull to to try and uh, kind of see off is this reduced aero time in the wind tunnel. And yeah, they are going to be a little bit like they're going to probably have to obey the budget cap this year because the you imagine a second defence and the penalty would probably get worse. So that well, might ref- affect yeah. them. I um, don't know whether
0: you did you see the comments that Max Verstappen made today, no, I which haven't. I found quite interesting. <laughs> It was along the lines and I'm going to try and like paraphrase this here. Of course, of that they they you know they admitted they went slightly over the budget cap, um, but he was also sort of there like I'd rather like not finish second or third every year. There's nothing more depressing than that. So you're kind <laughs> of there going, are you suggesting that it's okay to cheat as long as you win? <laughs> or like like how has this been twisted? <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: that's a very easy to manipulate headline right there. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Red Bull obviously was overall the strongest package last year maybe not the fastest car in terms of super times but they were the only serious team that had the one of the fastest cars out of them and Ferrari obviously Mercedes were really struggling I think in terms of ability to run a team Red Bull absolutely blow Ferrari out of the water the only team that could hold a candle against them is probably Mercedes if they have a car similar I think the expectations for the season kind of depend on how quick the car is from the off because if we rock up and Mercedes have the fastest car again they'll struggle to let like Red Bull will struggle to come back I think
0: which does make me chuckle the fact there is still just this belief isn't there up and down the grid that for Red Bull like it's all about what Mercedes will do Yeah. it's not about what they do everyone's just thinking what will Mercedes do and it also um, means
1: me you people disregard Ferrari from the off even if Ferrari it, yeah, do that have that does a also car. make me laugh yeah. Even if
0: Ferrari are quicker at the start of next year, it won't really matter because it's all about what Mercedes will do. Mm. Um, but I mean, yeah, like we said, obviously this year they're going to be trying to gun for title number three, of course for Verstappen and obviously their second constructors in a row. One bold prediction, then Jamie, for twenty twenty three.
1: Ooh, how bold can we go here? See, it's not very bold just predicting a championship, is it? What can I? No. Say? Um... Not when
0: they're reigning champions. I
1: will say every race Verstappen finishes with a fully functioning car, he finishes on the podium.
0: That's not really a bold prediction either, to be completely honest.
1: There's not that many caveats with that, is there? I think that's okay. He finishes... Yeah, he's, okay. He's I'll go done one that better. before. I'll go top two. How about that? <laughs>
0: top two every race. Every race he finishes
1: with a fully, fun- fully functioning car.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs>
1: It's very hard to make a bold prediction when Red Bull are as dominant as they were last year.
0: I'm going to make a bold prediction.
1: <laughs> Here we go. I
0: don't think they are going to win it.
1: Wow. Wait, both. I reckon, either?
0: I, I reckon they won't win either title this year. I think everyone has just gone on so much about how that wind tunnel time is not harsh enough penalty. 12% less than Ferrari. I think it's an, it's like 17% less than Mercedes next year. Hmm i I think they're going to really struggle. I. I don't. I, I. I. was tempted to say they'll have the third fastest car, but still finish second ahead of Ferrari. <laughs> uh, but I won't go that far. But I don't think Red Bull are going to win either title in 2023. That's my bold prediction. Yeah. Wow. I Fair mean, we, we're going to ask as well which driver will win out in 2023. It's not really <laughs> much of a question, is it? How much will Verstappen beat Perez I think, by? I think. I think this it, year, Verstappen if Perez edit. isn't going to help him.
1: No, Verstappen will absolutely destroy Perez once again. Um, I think Perez will pick up an odd win, but Verstappen will rinse him as usual. Yeah,
0: yeah. Do we think we're going to see more inner team rivalry this year because Checo's been so much? I'm not helping him anymore.
1: No, no. frankly. Okay. Fair enough.
0: <laughs> Fair enough.
1: And uh, here is head... the point nope. where I interject very smoothly okay. with okay. this week's quiz question for Matt Two One Two to have a go. Here at we answering. go. I have asked a very similar question to this. At some point in the last twelve months, but we're going to ask it again because it's
0: how badly did I do last time you asked it? Uh,
1: you forgot someone very important last time, but we will okay. move on and ask. Uh, obviously, Red Bull, one of their big things they've done in Formula One is really, really focus on driver development and the young driver program. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you to name as many drivers as you can who have been a part of the Red Bull Driver Academy Junior Team. At any point in their junior career, and gone on to race in Formula One.
0: Oh, what sort of a question is that?
1: So back from the point of Red Bull Junior Academy starting, which I believe was in the late nineties.
0: Oh, <laughs> mate, what is that? There's only one. Question?
1: There's one that you might not have heard of. The rest of them you should have. So you got a minute oh, and a half to know as many as you can. My, Yo. man, how
0: many questions? How many answers are there? Oh, Sorry, I haven't before counted. You start. Okay, oh, let, you me haven't counted. let me restart. Can you can you tell me how many there are quickly before yeah, we yeah. get into it? What sort of a question is oh, that? Oh, there's twenty. Honestly? There's only twenty. Twenty. Yeah, you oh, got ninety seconds,
1: me. and your time starts now.
0: Sebastian Vettel, Carlos Sainz, Max Verstappen, um, Pierre Gasly, Alex Albon. Um, Doing well. I'm trying to think, who was the last one from the 2022 grid that I forgot? Yuki Tsunoda. <laughs> <laughs> um. Then further back we got Sebastian Bourdais, Sebastian Bohemi, Jean-Eric Verme, Jaime Algasuari, um Brendan Hartley. No, he wasn't. Yeah, that counts. Yep. He can count- Oh, he can. It's okay. Um, I'm trying to think other Re- other Toro Rosso drivers. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo already said. Have no, I? Haven't. No, I don't think no. I did. I forgot Ricciardo. Um, further back, you've had half your time. You're doing well. Trying to think further back. Um oh you had the Brazilian guy, Pedro Deniz, no was it? No. Well, there was a Brazilian guy. There there, was Brazilian, yeah. Oh, what was his name? Don't I shouldn't spend too much time it. thinking about that. No. <laughs> um Smash in Bordeaux where he said Bohemia, I've said Jaime Osquari, I've back, said Jean McVernus. Further back, further back. Further back, early two thousands. kimmy raikkonen No. No. Um V. Antonio Luizzi, Christian yep. Klein. Yep. Um, uh, you got
1: five seconds.
0: Oh, I'm trying to think. I can see his face, but I can't remember his name. Oh, it's annoying. Um, how many yeah, did I get? I'll take up. that. I felt like I did okay.
1: Oh, go away timer. Okay. Uh there are seven left. Oh so but I actually didn't have Bordeaux on the list. I don't know how. But so there were actually twenty one. <laughs> so you got fourteen out of twenty one.
0: Two thirds. Two thirds
1: is not bad. Uh you missed Danny Viat. damn, uh, should have got that. Yeah, you should have got that. Scott Speed. He was in Red Bull like four got. times. Oh yeah, should have got that. And then the rest are quite hard, but Patrick Friesacker. Uh, would not have got that. Lorraine Carthakean was in Red Bull driver. Was Canada, he? Apparently. <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> Enrique Bernaldi was...
0: Was he the Brazilian I, think he's I was Brazilian. thinking of?
1: Maybe he's Italian, but I think he's Brazilian. Uh, Robert Dornbos, race for Red Bull in 05.
0: And what's the best fact about Robert Dornboss of all time, Jamie? Wasn't he a politician?
1: No. Oh. <laughs> no. no. Very opposite. <laughs> what was it?
0: He <laughs> was definitely not a politician. No, that was uh, he,
1: uh Carlos Reuterman,
0: I believe. It was. After after Robert Dornboss stopped in Formula One, he held. he co owns now a online business selling sex toys. Oh, interesting. So not quite a politician. That's a fact I didn't exactly need, but I'll take it. You uh, will remember that. And the last one is
1: Karen Chandok. <laughs> Karim that. Chandock. Yeah. Karen Kar- Chandok. Sorry. Uh, whose career in Formula 1 uh, is actually very long because he's now a Sky Sports pundit.
0: He is, yeah. Exactly. So exactly. here you go.
1: You, got, you did all right. 66 I
0: I will take that, actually. You know what? If I could
1: win that. two-thirds of the races, or if a and won two-thirds of the races, I'd be happy.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. It'd be another quite boring season if he does. <laughs> Let's head down then, Jamie. Our third and final team then of a preview show, episode one. It is the boys and girls down at Williams. What do we make of it? We all thought we were getting a golf livery car and they've let us down. It's basically last year's car with a few different paint bits. Yes, but I quite like it. So do I. It, I mean, I last think year's it's the livery, wheel rims for me.
1: Last year's livery was nice anyway, but I think the the blue accents like around what? the side pod kind of I'm just thinking we never rated the Red Bull livery we at didn't. 10. That's going to screw the clip now, isn't it?
0: It is. <laughs> I going, think the Red fine. Bull is
1: 7 out of 10. I'm going to say
0: it's a 6.
1: There we go. Let's splice that in earlier. And we're back with Williams.
0: We're back with Williams.
1: <laughs> wow, that's going to be interesting. I just think the Williams... The the blue around the edges of the dark blue are a bit lighter of a shade and it makes it pop a lot more, I think. So I really do quite like this livery. Um, It's very subtly difference last year. Obviously, it's not probably not going to be the best on the grid but i think again it's it's they found something that works and they've made some minor adjustments and made it better which for a brand is kind of all you can ask for when it's not going to change drastically every year
0: exactly exactly like i said i really like the wheel covers i think they Mm -hmm. do make a big difference uh with those little arrows on it which show which way the wheels are meant to go whether they will or not i'm looking forward to the first
1: time one of them is reversing and we get lots of memes
0: we will get a lot of (laughs) memes about that as well it will be Logan Sargent in winter testing don't you worry um I mean Williams yeah what, what do we really say about Williams at the moment still isn't it we we feel like we're I, I mean we've mentioned this before haven't we uh that we hope this isn't sort of when we're, we're, we're sort of documenting the end of Williams mm. um but there's, there's still always that worry in the back of my mind still uh last year you know they, they scored some points you know they were semi-competitive at some circuits but it was basically just tracks that were very high speed um, and that weren't windy was kind of the big yeah. thing for Williams last year um, but that being said, they've got rid of Nicholas Satifi and they've replaced him with another North American driver that I don't really think any of us quite know exactly what he's going to be able to do this year do we?
1: Yeah, Logan Sargent's a really unknown quantity because in Formula 3 he basically matched Piastri in their year together and then he ran out of funding so couldn't go up to F2 with them so he's been put pushed back a few years basically but then his first year in F2 last year he was very impressive so it'd be it's very difficult to tell what we're going to get because he yeah he's not done much single seater racing in his life and it does feel like he's kind of come out of nowhere like this time last year no one was really talking about sergeant as a potential future F1 driver but fair play to him he had a very solid season in the Formula 2 and it is quite exciting to see what he's going to be able to do in 4-1, uh, even if the machinery might hold him back a little.
0: Yeah, I mean, I still feel there's a little bit of Williams are trying to like kick back at other teams, just using them as a place to put their juniors. And Williams have kind of gone, we have got our own junior drivers, by the way. And Ironically, kind
1: of... look the other side of the garage and you'll see exactly Well,
0: Yeah, but not really, though, is he, Albon, anymore? No, I don't genuinely no. see Albon ever going back to Red Bull. No, neither do I. Or Toro Rosso, Tarry, sorry for that matter. Um, but it feels like, yeah, they don't get me wrong, I think Logan Sargent is certainly a good driver to have in the car, or the potential to be a good driver to have in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does feel a bit like they're sort of they're like, well, we've had Album, we've had Russell, you know what, let's actually have one of our own juniors back yeah. in the car for once. Um, but, I mean, he, he's not going to be... I don't believe he's going to be worse than Latifi, to be honest. No. He might be to begin with, but I think he will be better overall uh, than Nicholas. But I think it's also quite difficult because... I think a lot of people don't realize it. Albin is a very, very good driver as well. Mm.
1: Yeah, I He's think Albon the Red Bull curse. Albin has been unfortunate in the driver that he was up against in Red Bull, like we saw with basically every driver that's gone against Verstappen since 2019, has kind of been shown to look really bad when actually they're very capable drivers in themselves. And arguably, Albin, like certainly 2020 when he, uh, sorry, 2019 when he got shoved into that car in his rookie season did okay against Verstappen compared to what Gasly and Perez have done since. So, you
0: know, interesting fact, Jamie, Alex Albon at that Grand Prix was, if I'm not mistaken, the second least experienced Formula One driver to race a Red Bull car in Grand Prix. The second least. Yeah. Who was the least?
1: Was it The only other
0: one I could think of was Christian Cleham. I don't think he'd ever driven in a Formula 1 race. Yeah, so someone... Or about... did he drive Jaguar beforehand? It's just turned that into quite a poor fact, if you am Yeah, to this fact
1: it. is uh, not very grounded. He might,
0: he might well have been, then, the least experienced Red Bull driver of all time.
1: Nah, I'm about to ruin your fact. Sorry. Hang on. Robert Dornboss had done eight races for Minardi.
0: He hadn't driven a Red Bull though,
1: did he? Yeah, he drove Red Bull 06 Did he? Yeah, end of 06 Oh, fair enough then go. like, Maybe a big maybe he's the only in. one I don't know This fact That's is really rubbish Let's in. move on it was, It's not a fact <laughs> anymore It's incorrect Yeah <laughs> Yeah, just a piece of incorrect literature But yep. back to uh, Alex Albon He is very capable We kind of sleep on him A lot of people sat him last season You were? <laughs> yeah so,
0: I'm mind. so immature
1: I'm so immature I didn't even get that at all, straight over my head. Uh, we'll move on. Um, I I do think to jump ahead to which driver will win out. I do think Albin will beat. Oh yeah, uh, beat he Sergeant. should do that. He should. He should. Do. If he doesn't, then Sargent might be serious.
0: It's either Sergeant just gets that one lucky Williams result, mm. or Albin, yeah, is really not as good as we've just now spoke about him being. Um, I mean looking towards 2023 though Jamie are we expecting Williams to be any higher than at the bottom I think there's hope for them
1: to not be
0: 10th but
1: I think realistically their aspiration their absolute maximum they can get is 8th to be honest which I'm not saying they will get 8th but in terms of the cards they're up against they need AlphaTauri and Haas to have absolute shockers and they, they were maybe... a long
0: way off anyone at the end of last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, eight points to Taris 35 is quite a mammoth yeah. gap come the end of the season. Uh, I think, honestly, for me, I do still believe they're going to finish 10th next year. But I think it's going to be more a question of... Oh, excuse me. How much closer they can be to those midfield cards, you mm. know? It's whether they can get into double-digit points or something like that.
1: Yeah. I like back them for P9, you know?
0: Okay. AlphaTauri
1: Alpha Alpha have lost their main asset in gasly this year so you never know Red Bull are running out of money they can't afford to give Tari any money anymore so rebel and money
0: running out of money well
1: they've used it all on 2022 car haven't they
0: <laughs> no what eh <laughs>
1: I know it's not a pot that's shared, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I they, say, what about? <laughs> they stole Alphatari's money to rate the cost. Oh,
0: okay, fair <laughs> enough. Just to, for just for the catering. More conspiracies. Here we go. Okay, yeah, there we go. Uh, Alphatari actually had a budget of sixty-two pence. Last year. Yeah, the <laughs> Rebels just took all the money. Yeah. Um, did we rate the Williams livery? Sorry, at we 10? haven't yet. I'm gonna say eight point five. It's my favourite one so far. Out of the three,
1: I'd probably agree with you. I'd give it an eight. Yeah.
0: Fair enough. Fair we enough. We like it. We do. We like it. We like it down here. Uh, anything else though, Jamie? We haven't else, done though, a Jamie? prediction, have we? We haven't done a prediction, sorry. Uh, a prediction really for not what? One bold this, prediction. Uh, these notes, we we did come up with a plan <laughs> for this and we've kind of just gone all over the show. One ball prediction for 2023 then, Jamie. Uh, I'm going to say Williams score points in six Grand Prixs. I'm not he... saying it would be many points. How many occasions we was points? it last year? Three? Uh, four. Four. If I'm okay. not mistaken, they scored two points on four occasions. I think they got four ninth places, didn't they? Uh,
1: Alban out a tenth somewhere. I think I'm not sure, but I. Oh no,
0: they might have been five then.
1: I mean, let, uh, me, let me just double check. Yeah, you double come check up it. Double check it. I think. I think Alban will score a top seven.
0: Somewhere. Okay. Uh, it was five times. Sorry, last year. Obviously, Latifi and De Vries each got a ninth. Alban got a ninth. Oh yeah, Latifi got a ninth. Yeah, Japan. (laughs) Yeah, I would say album
1: album for top seven somewhere. Not 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 in the championship. I was going to say. I was going to say. Yeah, (laughs) in in one race.
0: Top seven in one race. Fair enough. I think that's I think that's completely fair. Um, there we go though. I think that is. I mean, we haven't really got much other F one news to talk about this week, have we, Jamie? Particularly, we had nothing on the notes unless you've. I
1: don't believe so. No
0: oh fair enough right well we will be back then uh ready next week like we said i think we've got four teams to go through uh, yeah. in next week's episode. i'll be uh, so out I'll of office so
1: need to work out how it's going to work
0: you'll be out of office <laughs> are you <laughs> yeah. on a holiday
1: potentially might be uh we'll work it out we'll get a podcast to you
0: <laughs> we will we'll always find a way i mean looking through the uh the dates though uh, the Alfa Romeo Livery, there's a very good chance that'll go live before this episode. Uh, then we've got Alpha Tauri, Aston Martin and McLaren next week before I think the final one's going to be quite spicy. Uh, Mercedes, Ferrari and Alpine uh, in the final preview show. And that will even be episode 100 yeah, of Knowing down. Wheel as well. But Thank you all so much for listening, as always. If you have enjoyed, please do make sure to leave a like, get yourself subscribed, follow us as well, uh, like we said, on all our socials. There will be linked down below uh, if you're here on YouTube. But yeah, we will return next week then with more of F1 2023 preview. We'll be back, four teams to go through. They're all in the midfield, uh, so that's going to be quite interesting when we predict 16 podiums (laughs) between them.